with my experience with anxious attachment, if I get to a certain point, I stop listening to the other person's needs Mm -hmm. or what they're saying and nothing gets done. And it's just this, you know, emotional tangle where nothing is being solved. Mm -hmm. So I'm coming into all of our communication. It's not always conflict. It's just, you know, communication in general. Um, I'm more present in also what he needs. And I'm looking for myself, for my own, I guess, self-soothing and validation first. Because I used to go to him or, you know, some kind of outside person Mm -hmm. for that before so it's like okay calm down and then address something when you're calmer hey y'all welcome back to boundaries and grace my name is taylor chandler and i'm your host i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and i help people break negative love cycles Today, you're hearing from Christy. Christy completed Reattach, a group for those who want to shift from an insecure attachment style, like anxious or dismissive or a mixture of both, to a secure attachment style. And some things that I love about this conversation that I had with Christy is how she describes how conflict has changed between her and her fiance. Something that's really that really stands out to me about Christy is how much she's willing to take responsibility for in a good way like in a healthy and fair way Um, and so I appreciate that she shares that perspective and what that's like for her to recognize her part in conflict and how she's been able to shift that to bring more peace in her relationship so we love that she shares a lot of gems along the way so I'm sure you'll be taking notes in your phone or write something down in your journal because there are a lot of things that you're going to get from this conversation. So I will see you in the middle and I'll also see you at the end. I hope you enjoy and thank you, Christy. Hello, my name is Christy and I'm a recent graduate of Taylor's Reattach program. Thank you. And what was going on in your life that made you think it was time to reach out to do Reattach to talk to someone to get some help. What was happening? Great question. And and definitely something I want to say that there shouldn't be any, any negative stigma to, um, we all definitely need help at, at one point or another. So I have been in, in therapy groups before and I, I recognize myself as someone who has anxious attachment. And I, I, I found Taylor through Instagram and, and a lot of, a lot of your posts really, really spoke to me and just spot on. Like I thought you were speaking directly to me with some of those. Um, I thought it was a really good time to address that. Um, I am in the process of getting married soon and I didn't want those same, um, those same habits. I'm not trying to say positive or negative, but Mm -hmm. those same habits I didn't want to bring into my new marriage. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to further bring them into my relationship. I don't want to pass them on to our future children. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought it was a good time to address that once and for all. I I really felt some of the... um, 
as you call them, less favorable mm-hmm. um, habits of mine during like conflict, points of conflict in my relationship. And I just thought like now is the time to address it before we get any further into the relationship. Mm-hmm. So I, I reached out and I started the group and that was about it. Thanks for sharing that. That is um, something that so many people have difficulty doing being like oh my god maybe there's something I'm doing that's causing some of these problems or willing to be like wow in conflict I'm doing some things that I don't like my partner doesn't like and it's not going well and to be like to like raise your own hand and say I think it might be me (laughs) is takes a lot yeah do you think that being oh, in therapy beforehand was helpful in that? Like, were you already kind of accustomed to like this whole accountability thing or did this just, was this like happenstance? You know, in the way that it was pulled out in group is something I'd never experienced before and in a completely positive way for sure. Um, Self accountability is, you know, something that I think a lot of therapists talk about but not in the way of like um you know there was no shaming in it in group there was nothing negative to it it was just like this is what's happening and this is what we can do to make it better and then kind of go from there I don't really think I got a lot of like actual useful daily tools um to address that in other therapies Mm -hmm. um I can't really say I've ever had one that really head-on addressed that anxious attachment um, portion, too, which I think was, like, at the root of a lot of my issues. Mm. So I think that was really helpful. And I appreciate that a lot, and I'm so glad because, like, that's, like, you you, you probably remember this on, like, the first call because I tell, tell everybody, I'm like, I want this to be practical, Like, I want you to know, like, literally what to do. So it's always nice for me to hear that feedback as well, to know that, okay, yes, like, the the guarantee lines up with what actually happened. So I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, for example, just just to dive a little deeper on mm -hmm. that, um, you know, you focus a lot on mindfulness and self-accountability and in other times I've been, you know, mindfulness, you know, that's like, it feels almost like a buzzword right now, but yeah. like, what does that really mean? What does that really mean to stay present? Like, how can you use that in conflict? And you mm-hmm. really did a great job doing this step by step of like what that means and how to do that. Mm-hmm. Even when you're feeling like super high emotions, you yes. know, during like conflict, for example. Yes, yes. Ah, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Because that's when we feel so out of control, right? When we're like, oh my God, I'm super hype. I say I usually just use the word hype to like describe like being feeling super triggered. <laughs> like I'm super hype, right? right. I'm in a hyper aroused state and it feels like we're kind of out of control. Um, so I love that uh you're able to you're able to hear how to break it down step by step and that it is possible to get control over that. Um, that's great. I have a question that maybe you weren't expecting. Are you ready? Because it came up from what you just shared. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My question is something you said a minute ago was, it was like, it was accountability without shame. And I want to know, because I, I remember you self-describing as someone who is sensitive. Is that right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, I definitely can be a little 
sensitive for sure okay which is normal i'm sensitive as well um i think a lot of us that kind of fall <laughs> on this side of that side of the uh spectrum like before we're, we become like i call like i like to say it in recovery oh well, we usually can describe right. ourselves as pretty sensitive or we've been told that before and i want right. to know how were you able to in those moments where um i was being really direct and saying what things really were and laying it out on the table, how do you kind of suspend the urge? And that I'm, I don't, you correct me if I'm wrong, like the urge to maybe like even get defensive or to feel bad about it. Like how do how did you, how are you able to still hear what was being taught? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So I think in my personal experience of being like more anxious, like that sensitive just kind of goes hand in hand. Um, I can take things really, really personal. I think that's a big culprit of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Through group, I really recognize that there's certain triggers and lack of boundaries that really started that. Um, So, for example, I might be going on about the day or, you know, even if more specifically, if I'm in a conflict with somebody is is really when that stuff would come up. Mm -hmm. And I might go from like zero to like off a cliff just Mm -hmm. in no time flat and wondering like, what the hell happened? And, and. Um, I think being in group, I got a chance to really nail down those triggers and where I need to put in boundaries or what really sets me off. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, that's really awesome because I think, oh, I'm not just having this reaction out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps me pinpoint how I feel, why I feel like that. Mm-hmm. And when I start to get an inkling that I might be going, you know, cliff diving, so to speak, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can really like reel it back in yeah. and be a lot calmer mm-hmm. and be able to, um, I guess, self-soothe mm-hmm. in that moment and, and stop it before it gets any further. And again, like bringing in the no shame part, I, I think I had a lot of shame around a lot of my reactions when I would mm-hmm. get triggers like that in my anxiety or in my anxious attachment rather. Mm-hmm. And now that I kind of understand like, oh, it's not for no reason. This is why yes. yeah. um, I'm able to understand it and control it a lot better. Hey. How's it going so far? I'm just going to take a quick break here and let you know that if you're interested in reattached, there's no obligation, just an interest form that I would need you to fill out so that we can touch base briefly and make sure that it's a good fit for you. That link to the short interest form is in the show notes. There's also a link in my bio on Instagram at I am Taylor Chandler. If you're interested, please fill that out and I will be in touch. Thanks. Let's get back to it. I want to know, a lot of people have hesitations coming into group. I would say 99% of people that I talk to about group are like, I don't want to do group. 
So like that's like everyone's like kind of initial response. Like I never heard of group. I don't want to do group. What is that going to be like? I don't want to share in front of people. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, and I get right. it. I was when I had to do group, which was a requirement when I was in graduate school. I was the worst group member that existed in the group. I mean, I was literally, I was easily, easily causing a problem. Um, so I get the hesitations in group. I had them to an extreme and now I do groups all the time, but what did you think that group was going to be like and what was versus what was it actually like? And was anything surprising about the process? Oh yeah, definitely. It was a lot different, but again, like in a good way. So I could definitely understand why, you know, for me, I was like, I get nervous speaking one-on-one with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, having been through therapy before, it's like, I get, you know, a little self-conscious speaking in front of one person who's professionally trained to do this, let alone, you know, a group of people. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely nervous. Um, you know, not like I thought that it would be a, you know, a, a place of like judgment or anything like that. But it was, it, it's definitely humbling to, to share your, you know, quote unquote, dirty laundry, not, not that it's dirty, but things that you don't mm-hmm. necessarily right. want to share with like your best friends, let alone strangers you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I came in anticipating that I would be really nervous to do that. But I, you know, in, in doing just the first intro with everybody and kind of hearing their stories, um, everybody was super candid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all people who had had really, really similar experiences. So mm-hmm. I went from thinking that I would be humbled to almost feeling a validation of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not the only person in the world that has these reactions that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So that that was really nice, um, and and because everybody was really open and um, transparent, it made me feel like that was okay to do too. And being open and transparent, I think, is really really key mm-hmm. to solving some of these issues. So. Yeah, I went from nervous to sharing in front of everybody to going like, oh, everybody's doing the same thing, too. And they feel the same way. Like, no matter all the different walks of life on the call, mm-hmm. like, we all go through the same thing. Yes. And so that was, it was like a bonding experience, right? Yeah. So it was good. Yes, it was. And every time, like, group is, is different every time. Um, so it's all, it's, it's always interesting and nice to like see how how the group finds its cohesion and I think this group in particular and I probably said this like in some version every week was like so ready to mm-hmm. be honest sometimes like I'll get something this this is me being honest usually in group there's at least one who is under the guise of being like just the student, like just wants to take notes and doesn't want to share too much. There's usually one. Mm-hmm. Um, that person, right. by the way, for any listeners, is usually very avoidant. <laughs> like that's kind of like what they do. They put barriers up in between themselves and their own vulnerability. And in group, it appear they appear to be like the student that kind of like has some air of like mystery about them. And this group did not have that at all. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Like everyone was like highly engaged and that was really, really nice. Um, Not that someone who, who comes in avoidant disrupts the process. I actually think, so just a note on that, I actually think that sometimes that's helpful for people to see how problematic that is <laughs> for anybody who's thinking about joining and what and is yeah like it, it doesn't it, it, it never works and so it actually ends up that usually that kind of person which again your group just didn't have that have that which was also great but one of the great things about having that kind of person um is seeing how they transform when around others that were like your group um, others who mm-hmm. are like, yeah, like I do these things that I don't like and this is, I don't, I don't know what to do. And you can just start there. And that's where we kind of get, get the growth is we have to remove the shame and we remove the shame by just being like, yeah, I did this <laughs> and I don't like it. What do I do? Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys had such a really good cohesive group. What was the most difficult? Because you make it sound really easy. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you just come in, you share all your dirty laundry, and everyone just kumbayas, and then you graduate from reattach, and life is awesome. And uh, obviously, like, that's not the actual process. <laughs> like, you know, it's giving us, like, we're giving, like, the aerial view. So can you share what the most difficult part of the six weeks was for you and how you worked through that? Absolutely. But I don't know. I think that, you know, if I, if I make it sound easy, it's just because I, you know, I did the work. I came in committed and I think, you know, I I feel like, you know, maybe you can take a lot of credit for that. And it's like, Oh, you know, on the other side of it, you know, like almost after when you do a, a, a big, intimidating workout and mm-hmm. you're done with it and you're like oh okay I made it through it's kind of like that process mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. to say that the blood sweat and tears weren't like during the process um mm-hmm. you know some of those weeks honestly were really really ugly for me for sure I definitely so like with the themes every week um and doing the homework I could kind of anticipate like, oh, this week's going to be a lot uglier <laughs> than, you know, other weeks. And I, oh I was really, um, I would, I was really like, I'm not going to say, you know, depressed or disappointed, but it was just really, um, it just put me in a bad mindset overall mm. to think like, oh, I'm, still dealing with some of these yeah. traumas that yeah. I had a super visceral reaction to mm-hmm. um, during some of the work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we did work in group and then work um, on an individual basis, like homework by ourselves. And in both of those instances, going through some of it, it was like, how am I still dealing with this? You know, yeah. I was being really hard on myself. Or it was, you know, it might have been something from childhood. And I'm like, I'm how old? And this is still having a huge negative impact on me. Or, you know, we would talk about, you know, for example, like triggers or boundaries. And I would get out of homework or call and I would, you know, have that exact thing come up during the week. And 
um, you know, conversation with my significant other. And then I would just kind of go off on him. And I'm like, poor guy, he has no idea (laughs) why I'm in a terrible mood. But it's like, I just, you know, wrestled up all of this, you know, trauma, basically. And here I am, like, crying in front of him. And he has no idea why. (laughs) And so so it, it definitely wasn't, it wasn't like any, any kind of easy process. Mm -hmm. Um, It it definitely wrestled up a lot of really, really ugly feelings for me Mm -hmm. and things, but you know, that's how you get better, right? You don't, you don't get better by sweeping stuff under the rug. You, you address it, you deal with it, you move on. So I think that that's what my process looks like. So definitely honesty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. It got, got, got kind of ugly. It is not pleasant. And sometimes, yes, but people yeah. have to kind of like the, the parts of us that overflow, others, um, right. you know, naturally get a bit of a taste of that. Um, so when those things came up, like, did you go on a walk outside? Did you journal? Did you meditate? Did you wait till group to kind of be able to process it in there? What did you do with those ugly feelings as they came up? Yeah, good question. Um, honestly, probably all of them. Um, I I try to be really active in my life. So I I know there were a couple times where, I would just, you know, shut my computer after group and just immediately go outside and go running and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of sweat, sweat off the, the, the negative feelings or, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky I have a really good support system of, you know, family or friends or, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, my significant other. Um, I'm, I journal. Um, I'm somebody who is faith-based. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm somebody who prays, mm-hmm. um, I'm a big journaler. I've, I've always journaled. Yes. Um, so, so a lot of different things and it, it wasn't the same every time. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a matter of like listening to what I really needed in that moment and then doing that. Yeah. I love that response because finally someone's saying it and it's not me okay like when you're going through this process and you know I try to warn people like it's not a cakewalk like it's not gonna always seem like you know all but rainbows and butterflies like I think that's all bs on the internet like that makes you feel like oh okay like this is gonna be a really great time I do believe that the result is great and as we can hear you we can see that but that in between part, there are it can be sort of up and down, and in this kind of work, it can feel like you get worse before you get better because you are recalling things that are literally in the root of the problem you're facing in the present, and so it's, mm-hmm. it's a natural risk that we take in this like part of our healing. But for you to talk about how the supports that you had, which included others, but also were within yourself. You had both going on, which I highly recommend having things outside of you, like a gym or uh, a human or a, you know, and internally we have meditation and then and, and journaling and with our own thoughts, stuff like that. So a mixture of having all kinds of different supports that helps 
mitigate those negative feelings of going through this work. And I wish Mm -hmm. that more people would take that seriously because so many people, so I guess I'll just share like from a professional standpoint, there are so many people who can terminate early or have a negative feeling about going through this stuff because they're not being refilled outside of the work, like outside of the actual like present time processing, like in, in other words, for the two hours in group, they're only spending those two hours in group or one hour in individuals and there's the the negative feelings that are again a natural risk of this healing process aren't mitigated and people can end up dropping out of therapy or coaching or end up feeling like this isn't working for me but it's because the stress hasn't been managed and you've done such a good job of that but I think that was also a part of your life before group right that's just a normal kind of part of you I definitely did all of those things before, but mm-hmm. when I was in them during group, they have like a bigger purpose, mm-hmm. I guess, is a good way to purpose. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And it works. So that's, I'm like, wow, thank you for saying it. Because <laughs> I'm like, sounds like I'm giving people more yeah. work. But I'm like, it's kind of like it helps to take some of the pressure off. Like, you got to kind of release that pressure as you go and giving yourself that grace to do that and the time to do that. Um, is so helpful. So thank you. Um, what yeah, have you absolutely. overall? What have you seen change in your life? What is different? Oh man, yeah, that's definitely really noticeable. Um, you know, now when I'm in a conflict with my significant other, um, I'm able. to to track my own feelings a, a lot better. Um, it's just, and, and, and not just my own, but I'm able to be more mindful and I'm validating him mm. as well. Because mm-hmm. I, with my experience with anxious attachment, if, I get to a certain point, I stop listening to the other person's needs mm-hmm. or what they're saying and nothing gets done. And it's just this, you know, emotional tangle where nothing is being solved. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming into all of our communication. It's not always conflict. It's just, you know, communication in general. Um, I'm more present mm-hmm. in also what he needs and I'm looking for myself for my own I guess self-soothing and validation first because I used to go to him or you know some kind of outside person Mm -hmm. for that before so it's like okay calm down and then address something when you're calmer right you're not going to get anything done when you're emotional you're not listening to your partner mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the times like after going through that process I'm like oh I start some of this stuff you know I start probably <laughs> yes. a majority of this stuff which was like oh that's how that happened like and again I'm like oh he's so patient with me like I, I love that and mm-hmm. like oh that you know it's further validation that he's awesome for me because I'm like oh it turns out I'm starting most of the nonsense (laughs) because I can't keep myself in check so now I I I regulate that a lot more 
so when we are conversing about something, especially if it's more emotional, mm-hmm. like I keep it in check and we can actually like go forward and cool. We solve that next thing instead <laughs> of like continually revisiting it. Like, yes. okay, we can actually move forward. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. Like I'm, I'm just like, Oh, I love conflict de-escalation, solving the problems and not recycling the old stuff. Like you have just taken the stuff and ran with it. And wow, that is so awesome. I'm sure your significant other is relieved. <laughs> he is. He definitely is. He has made a you know comment because I've been at class fairly recently. Mm-hmm. And so he he's just been like, you know, I think you got a lot out of that. <laughs> like, I think I did too. <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm so happy to hear that. Oh, it just fills my heart. Less conflict, more love. That's what we're going for. Okay. You've shared yes. so much and like you're, you just come through so clear and I love that. Like, you're just like, yep, this is what I did. This is what happened. And this is this is how it works, and I love that. I think people are going to be able to walk away with so much. So I have, but I have to ask you this to end our call. If you could make sure that anyone listening was going to walk away with one piece of advice, and you knew that they were going to be able to take it with them, and you knew they were going to remember it for the rest of forever, what would that be? What would you tell them? Ooh, that's a really good one. You can take that. So many different ways, and it would all be really good. Um, I would probably say to, I mean, I feel like I've said this before, and I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm probably just going to echo it again. It's yeah. like the lack of shame. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of things that we go through that cause trauma. Yeah. Like we might not know it or be responsible for it. It's just part of it. And there's no shame in that. And the reaction that you have that brings that up is not always your fault, but at a certain point in life, you're definitely responsible for it. Mm. So I think it's important to recognize that both of those things can be true. Ah. Like it's not totally your fault, but it is your responsibility Mm-hmm. and not to be afraid of doing the work to get through that too. I, you know, for me personally, um, and, and probably for a lot of people, you don't want something to hurt. So if you think like, Oh, even this will make me better. I don't want it to hurt. You know, similar to like when you get a cut, like you really hate the peroxide part, you know, to clean mm-hmm. out the wound or something. You have to, so that it doesn't get infected. It doesn't get worse. So, uh-huh. And, and I think, like, again, that shame can pop up of being like, I don't want it to hurt. I don't want to deal with this. It's not a responsibility or, or, or something like that. And, like, don't let that, don't let that, that shame or the feeling of it might hurt keep you from getting better because you definitely can make it to the other side. And there's no shame in what that healing process looks like for you. Wow, what a great echoing. That was so well put. And what a great metaphor for that. That's pretty perfect. That even when you have a cut, 
there's this part that putting that peroxide on it is going to sting, but you know that it's going to get you to the result that you want faster, which is a healed wound. What a perfect metaphor. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all around oh, for this God, half God, hour. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, 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 so good. So thank you so much for the whole half hour that you spent with me today sharing all of this. this is going to be so helpful for so many people and just really encouraging to hear like, wow, like I can feel pretty bad about what I'm doing or what I, or what's happening around me, but I can also do something different. And if I can do it and you can do it, that means that we're, uh, we're on the right track. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. So thank you for that, Christy. Oh, thank you. Thank you for guiding us through that in group. And thank you for just the continued work that you do. You know, you're addressing these things head on and making a difference. So definitely, definitely grateful for all of the work that you do. And that's the show. (laughs) I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you for being here. If you have not subscribed to the podcast already, go ahead and press that button so that You can get these podcasts to your phone on a regular basis because you know we're here every week. Um, And I'm passing around the offering bucket. Yes, yes. Passing around the offering bucket. If you have not left a rating or review yet and you would like instead, sure, or in addition, sure, to um, drop something in the offering bucket if you've been getting something out of this work please do. The cash app is dollar sign Taychan, T-A-Y-C-H-A-N-D. It's written below. Also below in the show notes are the free console call link, 20 minute call. If you're interested in doing one-on-ones, if you're interested in doing reattach, that interest form link is in the show notes as well. You can also find that information on Instagram at I am Taylor Chandler. If you want to hear more, read more, see some reviews, those are there. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.